Bibles, I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Ephesians 6 and verse 10. And this is a timely word for the times and seasons that we're living in. It begins with finally. Hmm. My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power and in the power of his might. Saying God, that's where all the power is. That's why I invited him in to my life. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm in the world, but not of it. Hallelujah. Now, in the Amplified, it says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with him, draw your strength from him, that strength which is boundless might provides. Say, God, I like that. I receive that. So therefore, today's message is entitled, Developing Strength in the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, say neighbor. The day's message, message is, is developing, developing strength, strength in, the Lord. in the Lord. Now, now this is a delicate. I'm about, what I'm about to say is delicate because there are times and seasons where you will feel weak. But the Bible says, let the weak say, I'm strong. So you can talk your way out of weakness. I say you can talk your way out of weakness. And it's like this morning, some of you, you know, when the alarm clock went off, you really didn't feel like getting up out of bed. But something within you said, I, I better get on up out here. So you push past how you felt and you pressed your way anyway. And sometimes you got to do the same thing with uh, weakness. When weakness comes, no, mm -mm, no, I'm strong, Lord. Lord, strengthen me. Lord, increase my strength. Lord, because greater are you that's in me than he that's in the world. Say neighbor, it's called encouraging your own self in the Lord. So you gotta talk right, so you can think right, so you can do right. Hallelujah. Now, by strength, I'm talking about a state of being strong. The power, now here's the key, the power to resist attacks. Oh my God. And in 2018, the enemy is attacking and attacking and attacking to make us think that God ain't able to do exceeding abundant above what he can ask and think. But guess what? I draw nigh to God, resist the devil. Say neighbor, you gotta learn how to attack the attack with the word of God. Cause God's word is greater than the tag. And you do it immediately. Yes. Amen. Yes. Some of y'all are slow at, re, at, at rebounding. No, no. Mm -mm. Say, say quick. I'm getting quick. Okay. How many of you were ever unsaved? And when you were unsaved, somebody stepped to you? You might want to go. No. You, 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 no. You know how to resist that, right? Now you're so saved, 
and you come under attack and you don't know how to resist. The same devil that was attacking you when you was unsaved wants to attack you while you're saved. Say devil, stop it. You will not keep attacking me. I bind you in Jesus' name. Not in my name, but in the name that's above every name. Hallelujah. Say God. Thank you for that revelation. Now let's go to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. This is so precious. Developing strength in the Lord. Many of you already know the story of Daniel. Daniel was one of the ones that, you know, represented the Lord. And here's what you have to understand. When you become um, strong in the Lord, the enemy will come and harass you at times and make you think that, you know, God ain't going to do, is God is not able to do what he promised to do, all of that. And he be, begins to put you in situations that seem that impossible. But guess what? God is a God of the miraculous. And God is a God of the impossible. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing, Daniel 6.10, now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, meaning he knew that he was come under attack, he went into his house. Now, I, I, I coach you, houses are not just buildings. You are a house. Got it? So you got to know how to go within and come out. He went into his house, his windows being open in this chamber towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed. Notice when he came under the attack, he prayed. He didn't, he didn't fuss, he didn't argue, he prayed. And many times when we come under attack, we get mad. Why we got to be attacked? Well, if you in God, you're going to be attacked. In this life, you shall have trials and tribulations. When are you going to learn how to be of good cheer and speak to that mountain, speak to that problem? He prayed three times a day. And guess what? He gave thanks. Oh, Lord, when's the last time when you were going through, you said, Lord, I thank you anyhow. But there's somebody by the name of Myrtle that said, just tell the Lord, thank you. And because of that, now she's being promoted. Amen, amen, amen. She's being promoted. Say, your thanks brings promotion in the midst of the test. Oh, yes. Say, I can't thank the Lord enough. Say, neighbor, when's the last time you said thank you? Say, thank you, Lord. Anyhow. Hallelujah. Then these men assembled and found Daniel, verse 11, praying and making supplication before his God. When you are going through test and trial, who finds you praying and giving thanks? Now, here's the, the delicate part. We all are in families. Sometimes members of your family aren't as saved as they pretend to be. Okay. And when they are not as saved in the test and trials, they will make you feel as though something's wrong with you because you went to church, you paid your tithe, and you prayed. But they don't understand because you were faithful 
your faithfulness will bring the blessing on the family. Say neighbor. Your faithfulness will bring blessing on your family. That's why when everybody's in trouble, they call your number. Because they know there's something on you called the anointing, called the blessing. And the blessing keeps on making them rich, making them rich, meaning they're well, things turn out. They know that somehow being connected to you is going to be better. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. And, you know, let's be honest. When that happens, when you're the only one they, they keep coming to, you get tired sometimes. So you got to know when to say no and let them walk through the test and trials. Because the Bible said every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ. Sometimes they got to go through by themselves so that God can get a hold of them. Y'all ain't helping me. So that God can get a hold of them and God will get a hold of them and make the crooked straight and the rough places plain. Say neighbor, I tried that. Say it ain't about trying. It's about living it. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Folks, here in Daniel 6, 10, 11, we tap into the first key to developing strength in the Lord. What's the key? He simply made sure we each have to consistently daily moments when we have times we choose to fellowship with the Lord in prayer, in prayer, in praise, and worship. Now here's the key. No matter what the life test or trials you have to walk through and endure. But in 2018, when so many life distractions are being released, in daily practice through social media, oh my God, high technology, it becomes very easy to have our daily consistent moment and time with the Lord skipped and overlooked. If you, if you stay on your phone, if you stay on TV, you're you, you going to miss some time of prayer. You're going to miss some time of worship. You're going to miss some time where the Lord just wants to divinely let you know it's going to be all right. Say, say Lord, Lord, I repent. I'm going to spend more time with you. I want to be faithful in my prayer time, in my worship time, so I become strong in you and the power of your might. Hallelujah. So unless we again make spending quality time with the Lord a daily priority, we too will miss a very important step in developing strength in the Lord. Now, now here's the fun part. How many of you have ever heard me preach this before about spending time with the Lord? It's one thing to hear it, but it's another thing to live it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing See, every time you hear it, you're supposed to hear something else. There's, a, there's more revelation, more understanding. And many times, um, the enemy said, you know, you, you know that. Knowing it and living it is a whole other thing. Say, neighbor. Knowing it and living it is a whole other thing. You got to live what you know. Hallelujah. And many times, you got to do it solo. 
by yourself. Amen. Say God. Sometimes it's just you and me. Almost every day is you and me. Hallelujah. Now in Daniel 6, 22, watch what happens. Daniel 6 and 22, still talking about Daniel. Now, and, and, and eye contact again. When you walk with the Lord and you start doing well, there will be times and seasons that you graduate to the next level. And, you know, for a season, you know, there are little attacks. But then there's another season where there's more attacks and more attacks and more attacks. And those attacks come to make you uh, think that something's wrong with the way you've been living. When the fact of the matter is, no, you are more than a conqueror. Yes. The, the devil wouldn't mess with you if you weren't all that. And because you're all that, he's going to come and mess with you. Now, Daniel, Daniel had already been blessed by the Lord because he spent time praying. But same time, now they're about to put him in the lion's den. He didn't pray. He didn't give thanks. And now he finds himself in the lion's den. Some of you sitting here are in the lion's den. You've been doing everything, and it just seemed like it, just, it just seemed like it ain't gonna da, 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 da. in the lion's den. Good news. My God has sent his angels and has shut the mouth of the lion. Say, say, neighbor, I got some good news for you. The Lord's gonna shut the mouth of any, any lion that comes against you. He will shut the mouth. Don't you try to do it. Because God will shut their mouth. That was for somebody in here. The Lord will shut their mouth. He will, he, he will shut their mouth. He sent his angels, shut the lion's mouth, and they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, honest, him innocence was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. Oh, amen. The same person that put you in the den, the Lord going to flip it and make them do something good for you. Hey, I done prophesied. He go, the same one that attacked you, the Lord going to make them do something good for you. I said, the same one that attacked you, the Lord going to make them do something good for you. That came straight from heaven. Oh my God. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him, commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Sometimes believing in God will cost you. But guess what? You can't out. God has a way of doing exceeding abundance above all that you can ask and think. And guess what? There's a blessing with your name on it. Say neighbor, don't roll your eyes. There's a blessing with your name on it. And I declare it, it's coming now. Folks, here we tap into another kingdom benefit of developing strength in the Lord. Divine favor and divine protection. Say I have divine favor 
and divine protection every day. Daniel was both divinely favored by God and divinely protected. Say to me too. Likewise, as we daily take time to fellowship with the Lord, regardless of life tests or trials, we too will reap the kingdom benefits of divine favor and divine protection. Say in 2018, I need a whole lot of divine favor and divine protection. Hallelujah. All right. Let me take you to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. And this is another precious uh, example of developing strength in the Lord. Now here's a woman, verse 15, 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried. She did what? Unto him, unto Jesus, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Oh, Jesus. Have you ever been in a situation where you don't want nobody to know you're in it, but you're in it anyway? Huh? And you cry out to the Lord, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Oh, my goodness. Here we tap into the next key to developing strength in the Lord. And that key, key is we each must learn to master humiliation by pressing into the Lord all the more diligently. I, I, I wish, I wish I could tell you that serving the Lord, you wouldn't be humiliated. I wish I could tell you that on your journey to developing your strength in the Lord, that there would be no humiliation. But when humiliation comes, you're on your way to promotion. Because according to his word, before honor, before honor comes what? Oh, so you mean when humiliation is coming my way, I'm on my way to promotion? Say, it don't feel like it. Huh? And I don't talk like it. Come on. You don't, no, 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 no. But you got to understand, you are being positioned for the promotion. But it's based on what you begin to say. Mm. Matthew 15, 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Even being humiliated, she said, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Wait a minute. I'm a dog now, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you now. I'm a dog. Hmm. And she said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs, meaning even in humiliation, eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but humiliation, you got to understand sometimes you're going to be called a dog, treated like a dog. But when you got God, you're not a dog. Amen. They didn't like it over here. When you... <laughs> When you're in God, you're not a dog. Amen. 
Uh uh, no, 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 no. Even the dogs eat of the crumbs of the table. You got to know how to maximize the crumbs. When's the last time? Lord, I thank you for my penny. Lord, I thank you for my nickel. Lord, I thank you for my dime. Lord, I thank you for my piece of job. Lord, I thank you for my piece of car. Lord, I thank you for my piece of home. Lord, I thank you for my piece of family. Lord, I thank you in the midst of it. And when you do, God begins to say, all right, now I know you trust me because you know it ain't like that. You know, I know your foundation. I know your, I know your downsetting. I know your upright. I know what you don't know. And now, now you know I love you. But she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Wait a minute. In the moment of humiliation, she still pressed into God. And God did what? A miracle, a sign and a wonder. How many times have you been in that situation and instead of doing what you need to do, you got upset, you got mad, and you missed the visitation? Come on. Um, but we confess, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, what about in humiliation? But see what? What I'm coaching you today is that's how you develop strong in the Lord. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, you got to pass the humiliation test. And humiliation is to position you for greater promotion. Hallelujah. Thank him in every test. Thank him in every trial. Thank him anyhow. Just tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, your ways are higher than my ways. Your Lord, I thank you. Folks, on your way to developing strength in the Lord, you too have to pass the humiliation test so you learn to press into the Lord regardless of how you feel, how you think at the time. Ooh. Overcoming humiliation requires overcoming human selfishness. So you no longer lean to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him. This mother was not just fighting for herself. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Revelation. Do you know sometimes you ain't just fighting for yourself? Do you know that there's a reason that when you come to Eagle Summit, people will look at you? Okay. Because sometimes there's something on you that they need. Yeah. Amen. There's something on you that they need. It's something how you hug somebody and they came in depressed, but all of a sudden they feel good because there's something on you that jumped on them. Hey Amen. You transfer the blessing that's on you onto them. The love. And that love never fails. Say, God, I'm understanding. I got to pass the humiliation test in developing my strength in the Lord. This mother was not just fighting for herself, but she was fighting for the life of her daughter. Wow. But in the process, she had to get out of her own way so Almighty God, who was the way, could manifest the power and glory in the life of her daughter. Say, neighbor, neighbor. Uh, learn, learn how to get out your own way. 
Say, that's easier said than done. That's easier said than done. Get out, Get out your, own your own way and let God, and let God be, God. be God. All right? 1 Peter 5, 6 says this way. 1 Peter 5 and 6. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. But why? That he may exalt you. Say, neighbor, stop trying to exalt yourself. Ooh. Look at him say, neighbor. I said, stop trying to exalt yourself. Humble yourself, come on, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. Now here's the key, in due time. Sometimes you, ain't, you think it's time, but it ain't time for you to be exalted. Amen. Hallelujah. Say parlez-vous français? But if you don't know what parlez-vous français means, you're not ready to be exalted. Ask the name, but what, what, what does parlez-vous français mean? What does it say? What? Oh, okay. Hallelujah. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Hallelujah. First <laughs> Peter 5, 6. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Note, humble yourselves. Now, that is something, parents, you got to teach your children sometimes that they need to humble themselves before they get exalted. But doing that doesn't mean that they're not, they're stupid. Amen. Many, many smart people are humble. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I know you're smart because you're humble. Hallelujah. And the humble are mighty through God. Mm-mm-mm. So in other words, God does his part when we learn to do our part. Say, God, I thank you for doing your part and helping me to do my part. All right. Now let's go to John chapter 8. John chapter 8 and verse 3. Now this is so, so precious. Oh my God. Developing the strength in the Lord. Oh my God. John 8 and 3. You, you've heard this before, but get the revelation. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. She had messed up, okay? And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what saith thou? Here we tap into the final key today of developing the strength. When you face, when you have to face the real you, oh Jesus, and the Lord abounds grace and mercy and love, and it shows up on your behalf with no condemnation. Wait a minute, Lord. When I have to face the real me and God shows up with grace and mercy, ooh, and no condemnation. Folks, you don't come to church to get condemned. You come to church to abound. Amen, say, say neighbor. You don't come to church to be condemned. You come to church to abound. Oh my God, my God. 
John 8 and verse 6 says, then said, then this they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. As though he heard them not. As though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast, huh, a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Folks, here we have an example of how almighty God's grace abounds where sin shows up. Say neighbor. The Lord ain't surprised when you mess up. He knows you're downsetting and he knows you're uprising, but he wants you to learn from that and get better. John 8 and 9, 8 and verse 9. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own consciousness, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus lifted, left, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Now this is so precious. When Jesus had lifted himself up, he saw none but the woman. Say neighbor. When you're facing your reality, God sees nobody but you. Hallelujah. When Jesus, he saw none but the woman, he said unto her, woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn thee. Folks, when you face your real stuff, and God gives you grace and gives you mercy, that's a moment. You ain't been loved till you've been loved when you've been in a mess. And when you've been loved in the mess and God loves you, it, it just makes you say, oh Lord, thank you. I just can't thank you enough. You know you messed up and he loves you anyhow. No man, Lord, Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Wait a minute. But Lord, I, and notice, He's not rehearsing what he did. He's not rehearsing what she did. Stop rehearsing your mess. When you confess your sins, confess it and move on. Because he's faithful and just to forgive you. The problem is you ain't forgiven yourself. Oh, suke, suke. Some of us have messed up so bad and we get tormented because of what we did in the past and you forget the now, now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundant above all. When you confess it, he remembers it no more. I say when you confess it, he remembers it no more. So why you keep talking about it? Well, you know, just because the devil will keep reminding you about it. And you gotta know, no devil, I'm forgiven and there's no condemnation. I am free and free indeed. She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn thee. Now here's the key, go. Go, but how am I gonna go when I done done all this? And how am I gonna go? And some of y'all are still, you know, you, you, the Lord done told you to go and you're still talking about your past. Right Say neighbor. The Lord said, go. Forget the past and go forward. In Jesus' name, come on. I declare and decree 
that you go forward in Jesus' name. Notice how quiet it got there? Because it's, it's like, okay, you want your feelings to feel like you're ready to go. But you don't need no feeling when it's time to go. When it's time to go, don't work, don't, hey, you got to have, you got to go whether you have a feeling or not. You got to go. You got to press forward. You got to press forward. You got to press forward with no feeling. But you know, I, I, I just like the way, it, I, I just got to feel something. Well, guess what? The devil will make you feel the wrong thing. And the wrong thing is that you can't go any further. But then I just can't go any further. That's a lie. You got to go forward. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Oh, my God. Say, God. I thank you for the revelation. It's time for me to go. You didn't say it like I said it. Say go. go. I said say it like I said go. go. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, it's time to go. Forward. 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 And then tell them why. Because there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This woman experienced her moment of no condemnation that was to help change her life for the better because of the grace of God abounding in her very own personal life. So through the experience firsthand, no condemnation, she developed strength in the Lord. Likewise, when we too are daily blessed with no condemnation moments, we too are developing strength in the Lord. But one of the tricks of the devil and his host is to persuade us that grace abounding and not no condemnation is cheap and not costly. That way, when the Lord sends someone across our path that needs grace to abound and needs to experience no condemnation, we act like we never done wrong ourselves and mistreat folk without any shame or guilt. One of the things I had to learn as a pastor is every time I mess up, the Lord gonna send somebody across my path that need my help. Say neighbor, I got some revelation for you. Every time you mess up and God gives you a victory, don't be surprised if he sends somebody across your path that did what you just did, that needs your help. All right? Let me begin to close. Matthew 18 and 26. You know the story. Matthew 18, 26. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred pence. And he laid his hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not. And he would not. But went and cast him into prison till he should pay thy debt. 
Now, th th this is really a really uh, interesting piece. There's a reason people <laughs> stop coming to church sometime. It's because they feel like every time they come, they're going to be condemned. Ain't nobody going to, ain't nobody going to allow them to be who they are while they're growing. Hey, 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 hey. But the bottom line is all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody needs a little grace and a lot of mercy. Every day. Every day. Got it? Folks, here we have the key to why many unsaved run, folks run away from the church and many are, who are saved choose to forsake the assembling of themselves together. Whenever sin is committed, it gets exalted over the abounding grace of God. Whenever sin is committed, it gets exalted above the abounding grace. But in the last days before Jesus returns, grace has to abound. So souls can be saved for Almighty God to do the judging in his own time and in his own season. It's amazing how many people are getting saved and they got a record. They done done some stuff you ain't never heard of. And they're getting saved because this is the time where God is saying, uh -uh, no, 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 no. I don't want any soul to perish. He's coming after souls and he wants you to be a soul winner. Say, neighbor, you're supposed to be a soul winner, not a soul condemner. A soul winner. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 18, 23. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven like unto a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought to him which owed him 10,000 talents, the same person. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, his wife and his children and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped and said, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion and loosed him, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. Got it? Now watch what happens. But Matthew 18, 28, what happened? But that same servant went out and found his fellow servant which owed him a hundred pence and laid hands on him and laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Guess what? And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Who have you <laughs> pretended like you never went through and never helped somebody else? and made them feel like, you know, you know, you got it all like that and you da 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 da. No, 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 no. To develop strength in the Lord, you got to be reminded of what you did in the past in order to go forward to help somebody else out the past. Folks, when you receive abounding grace, you are to learn to pass it on to others that need the abounding grace that you received as well. Look at, say, say, neighbor. I've been grace. And it, and it was abounding. It was abounding. And I'm going to pass it on. It's called sowing and reaping. It's called giving and receiving. It's called being loved and loving the God way in Jesus' name. I'm closing. 2 Peter 3.9 says it better. 
2 Peter 3, 9 says it better. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering. Oh, my God, to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Sometimes it takes people a long time to repent. And sometimes you are the one that the Lord uses to bring them on their journey to repentance. But you can't do that without the Lord. Because you get weary when you go with people a long time, a long time, because you are short. It don't take nothing to make you repent. But it takes them, you know, some, say, say, neighbor, some folk have a high pain tolerance. Higher than yours. And where you would repent, come on, it's going to take them a little longer. Some folk in your family have a high pain tolerance and it takes them a long time. But don't forget, uh, God is able to do exceeding abundant above all you can ask and think. Look at your neighbor smile. Say, Pastor, about the clothes. <laughs> Developing strength in the Lord. Number one, make sure you have daily consistent times and moments when you spend time with the Lord in praise and worship and prayer regardless of the tests and trials you have to walk to. You ought to have a praise break, a worship break, and a prayer work continually every day. All right? Second, learn to master humiliation by pressing into the Lord even more diligently. When you are being attacked, you need to press in more to the Lord, not into the attack. Press into the Lord because of God before you, and he is who can be against you. Third, Whenever you have to face huh, the real you, huh? say, say, neighbor, there's a real you. I know I'm looking at you, but there's a real you. Whenever you have to face the real you and almighty God's grace abounds, be sure to share that same abounding grace with others who may need it too. Say, God, I need your help there because you grace me so many times but I haven't always shared that grace with others now pray with me say Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus please help us to daily spend time in praise worship and prayer regardless regardless of the tests and trials we have to walk through Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus, please help us to master humiliation by pressing into the Lord even more diligently. Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus, please help us as we face the real us and Almighty God graces us and it abounds to help us share abounding grace with others connected to us that may need it too. In Jesus' mighty name, developing, come on, strength in the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Shout hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today we're about to have communion, but before we do, I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess you with my mouth. I believe on you in my heart. I repent for any sin in my life. I receive your forgiveness by your stripes. I believe I am redeemed from every curse. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus, I ask you to fill me with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, fill me. Give me your power, your gifts, your fruit, and help me to be a blessing in my lifetime. In Jesus' name, I'm saved, I'm delivered, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Everywhere I go, I bring the blessing because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Say, God, arise, arise in me, in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord.